The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The ADESIS management methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. ADESIS Management Methodology is delivered by the ADESIS Institute with offices worldwide. Introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the ADESIS Institute today. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. I have a big job here, a challenge here, because some of you know my lectures. I don't know whether all of you know my lectures, but also we have the wives here, so they should be also to personal life. I'm going to try to summarize the methodology and why we do what we do. Why we do what we do. What is this new paradigm of management all about? Why it works? and try to show that it also is a, it's really universal theory. It's not just management of business. It applies also to personal life, as I already said. And uh, I've been working for the last, God knows how many years, with eight prime ministers, and some of you probably got the last, uh, you know, uh, video that I had with Medvedev in, in Russia. So applying it to that enormous country called Russia. So it's a universal theory. Universal theory about what? change, that there is change. There is change. So what, right? Okay. Then we have a problem because I don't know what to do. There is no way I can do it better. Can I do it better? Okay, just push. There is change. So what word there is change? Well, what, what does really change really mean? Mean that there is something new going on. Something new going on. And that new, we consider a problem. Why do we consider it to be a problem? Because we need to decide what to do. Something new, and I have to decide what to do. So what? Well, because it's new, there is uncertainty. You don't have all the information. We don't have sufficient information. There is uncertainty which makes us think at night what the hell is going on. And then you have to implement that decision. And when you implement the decision, what happens? 
there is risk. It might not work. So change puts a lot of stress. Many people don't like to be managers. I don't want to manage. Why? It's stressful. And why is it stressful? You have to make decisions under uncertainty. And you have to make decisions with risk. Some people would rather be employees. I don't want to decide. Let somebody else decide, and then I can complain. You have to take responsibility. And that's difficult. And what's happening in the modern world is that change is accelerating, guys. Change is accelerating. And as change is accelerating, what's happening? Faster and more problems. More complex problems. Why? Because everything is interwoven. Everything is interdependent. Economic problems create social problems that create political problems that create legal problems that create back to the economic problems. So it's more complex and faster. So what's happening? More stress. That's what's happening. People are exhibiting a lot of pain because of stress. You know, if our grandparents made one strategic decision in their lifetime, and our parents made strategic decisions, let's say, every 10, 15 years, we are making them every three years, and I feel sorry for our children. They're going to make them annually. Stress. When I go to underdeveloped countries, they're poor, happy, singing. You go to a developed country, Beverly Hills, three cars in the garage, people miserable, going every day to the psychiatrist, stress. What's happening? Standard of living is going up, quality of life is going down. Quality of life is going down. What to do? What to do? That's what the methodology is about. What to do? How to handle this? How to manage change? How to manage change? That's what management is all about. How to decide in time of chronic, rapid change and how to implement decisions in chronic, rapid change. That's what the methodology is about. So basically, what do you have to do? You have to decide and implement. That's easy. Well, we know it's not easy. For several reasons. Because you could make a decision and implement that causes more change. Your own decision that you implemented is a cause of change. So the change is not coming from the outside. You are making the change. And what does it mean? New generation of problems. So anytime you solve, by the way, well, it is a take-home value. YPO we learn. Every 10 minutes take-home value or the people leave the room. Take-home value. Anytime you make a decision, ask yourself, what are the side effects? I made a decision. Very good. What's going to happen next? Because I can tell you now, you're going to have another problem. 
the decision you're taking to solve this problem is going to create the next problem. Like, we have a problem. We need to expand. Let's expand to India. What's your problem in India? <laughs> you see that? Because the decision you make is creating the next problem. And the next problem could be worse than the solution to the problem you have. I once saw a cartoon, a lobby of a medical building. And when you go into the lobby of a medical building, all the doctors and the specialty there. Dr. Goldberg, eyes. Dr. such and such, ears and nose. Dr. such and such, heart. The last one is side effects. After you finish with all of them, you need a doctor for side effects. So you solve the problem, but what are the side effects? What problems did you create new? And how do you know that you're going in the right direction? How do you know that the solution you're taking now, God forbid, is not creating a bigger problem? That's why, you know, many problems, no, sorry, many opportunities are a problem. You have an opportunity, you go after the opportunity, and you have a bigger problem. You say, oh my God, why did I do this? I wish I never did this. What the hell was it happening here? You created a bigger problem with opportunity. How do you know you're going in the right direction? Let me give you take of value. Why does change create problems? Why? Those of you who know my tapes already know the answer. Because everything in this world, everything, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, is a system. Everything is a system. What does it mean? They're interrelated. Even the stars are interrelated. That's why we can predict and send spaceships. You are a system, each one of you. There is your physical Subsystem. And every system is composed of subsystems. Every system is composed of subsystems. And every subsystem is subsystem. The subsystem. It's like the Russian dolls. You open it, another one. You open it, another one, another one. All the way, when you get to the atom, it still has a sub. And then you go to the proton, it has a sub. It goes all the way. I don't know how far it goes. By the way, it goes to end, probably. There is no end. You are also a system. There is your physical subsystem. There is your emotional subsystem. There is your intellectual subsystem. And there is your spiritual subsystem, for instance. Same thing with a company. We have the client interface, marketing, sales, how we relate to the client's subsystem. You have the production subsystem. You have the financial subsystem. You have the human resources subsystem. Everything is subsystem. In yeah, marriage also there is a subsystem. Everything is composed of subsystems. When there is change, what happens? The subsystems do not advance together in the same speed. Some change faster than others. Take an example of a business. You know that. You're all businessmen here. When you are young... The sales and marketing subsystem change on the dime. Why? We are chasing the clients. We kiss the ass of a client to get money. We do anything for a client. Why? Because we need to survive. 
the production system is left behind. We change in the production system. Hello, hey, hey, we have to change the production line. What the hell are you doing? The counting system is left in Stone Age. Human resources is not even born yet. We are too busy. Then what happens? And the same thing with a human being. You could be 45 years old physically. Intellectually, you are 60 years old because of all the education and travel and experience. You're older than 45. But emotionally, your wife says, when are you going to grow up? You know, enough with all the bullshit you are doing. You know, grow up. You're still a teenager. And spiritually, maybe you're not born yet. What happens when that happens? When the subsystems do not advance together. They never advance together. Some are faster, some are slower. That creates gaps. Those gaps are manifested in what we call problems. Take on value. Anytime I take on value, I want you to hear what I say. All problems come from disintegration. All problems. If you have a problem in your marriage, something is falling apart. If you have a problem with the plumbing in your house, something is falling apart. If you have a problem in your company, something is falling apart. You have problems physically. You go to the doctor and say, doctor, I have a pain. What does the doctor do? He asks you, when did it start? What happened? What is he looking for? What has changed? How long have you had it? He's looking what has fallen apart. You have a problem with your car. You go to the garage. What does the man look for? What has fallen apart? I'm making a very strong statement here. Everything, all problems, all problems, social, economic, government, uh, I don't care. I'm making a very strong statement. Come from disintegration. Something is falling apart. If that is true, what is the solution? If all problems come from disintegration, the solution is integration. That's why psychologists say oneness or illness. That is why when we are worried about somebody, what do we say in English? This guy is falling apart. He's coming unglued. And when we're impressed with somebody, what do we say? This guy has it all together. This family has it all together. This country has it all together. Do you realize? Integration is a sign of health. Disintegration is a cause of malady. Thank you very much. My lecture is over. You can go back home. I just finished my whole lecture. Because this is the essence. This is the essence, guys. But what you should know is, because of change, this is my dear wife. I introduced her. She will be late for her own funeral. She's always late. <laughs> I love you dearly. But you, Norit, you're taking some of this place. The guy might show up any minute. Take his, just take a chair and join. Okay, so, because of change, guys, disintegration is normal. 
You don't need to do anything to be disintegrated. Do you realize we start dying the moment we are born? The day we are born, we start dying. Disintegration is normal. Integration is not normal. You have to work on it. You have to work on it. If I can make a, like a religious statement, like God said, you know, I have no time for so many people to watch everybody what he's doing, and I have other planets, you know, you're not the only one. So I'm a little bit busy. So you want to be successful? Work on it, get integrated. You don't want to integrate it, get into trouble. Thank you very much, I have other things to do. You know, because the question really here is, why is God, who is all-powerful, not making us all saints so we can all go to heaven? Because God says it's up to you. I gave you the rules. You do it, good luck. You don't do it, bad luck. Thank you very much. I have other things to do. So what is our role as managers, as leaders? Nelly? What is our role? To integrate. But then the company is not growing. The only way, you know, then what's going to happen? We stop change. Ay, mama. Here is the problem, my friends. You need to change, you know, to, the world is changing. You cannot stop the world. You cannot say, we are not going to change. Yeah. The industry is changing. No, we are going to stop the industry. The country is changing. We're going to stop the country. The world is changing. You cannot stop change. You have to change. But when I change, I cause disintegration. When I integrate, I stop change. What the hell do I do? Both. That is a challenge of being a leader. You make change, it falls apart. Bring it together. Break it up. Bring it together. Break it up. Bring it together. Break it up. What does it mean? No company should grow like this. Because if you grow like this, what's going to happen? Eventually, eventually. Change, 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 change. It's called the space syndrome. Expanding on the margin, collapsing at the core. It will fall apart. The only question when? The only question is when. Because it's building a business, you should all know. Is like building a high-rise. You have foundations for three floors. The business is good. There is not enough real estate space. Let's build the fourth floor and the fifth floor and the sixth floor. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's going to collapse. What do you have to do? Build the foundations. But I cannot raise foundations. There is no money in the foundations. You have to. What does it mean? You build the company, fix it. Oh my God, we are falling apart. Integrate. Falling apart. Integrate. Falling apart. It, by the way, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Why do you sleep? Not only you. Fish sleep. Horses sleep. Trees sleep. Because if you don't sleep, you fall apart. And what happens when you sleep? Deep sleep, reintegrate. You get up in the morning, fresh, start all over again. Sleep, start all over again. Sleep, same thing for a company. 
Company is a living mechanism, living organism. It's not only a legal entity. It's a living, I repeat it, living organism. It's born, it grows, it ages, and it dies. It needs to be managed. It needs to change, fix. Change, fix. I've seen many companies that go, goes, boom, 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 and then all at once, all the, pardon me, the shit hits the fan, they don't know what happened. You cannot manage like this either. Happily going bankrupt. Do you see this? But there is a problem with this. What's the problem? It's called discontinuity. Build, build, build. Oh my God, we are falling apart. This manager is no good. He is not paying attention to the company. Fire him. New guy coming in. Fixes it. Oh my God, we are going nowhere. This company is not successful. We are not doing very well. Fire. Next guy, fire. Next guy, fire. No good. What should we do? You have to learn how to cross the street and chew gum at the same time. You have to do this and this at the same time. What does it mean? That's what we are doing. For those of you who practice adhesives, these are the pox. These are the syndags. This is all the changes, working, looking at the inside of the company, fixing the inside. Then you do the outside. Then we do the inside. Then you, do, you have to do both, my friend. It's not three years no sleep and then one year of sleep. Then three years of no sleep, one year of sleep. <laughs> no. You work, you sleep, you work, you sleep. You have to do both. You have to do both. That calls for a lot of self-discipline. Many people are saying, Dr. Adizas, your methodology is so good. We have wonderful testimonials, really. I mean, I'm proud of every client we have. I'm really wonderful. We are not consultants. Consultants are usually people, people don't like consultants. We are not consultants. We, we, really, we are insultants. We help you out to do the job. So people say, how come you're not big? Because it's not very easy to do what we do. It's not easy, guys. It's like this vegan diet I'm on. It's not easy. It's not easy. Because people like to do, you know, they say, no, we have to take some days off. No, we have no time, you know. Give me another business, another client, another strategic alliance to sit down and discuss and develop interaction and teamwork and deal with problems and mutual trust and respect. <sighs> Tomorrow, right now, we have a business to run. It requires self-discipline. It requires strong leaders that are not afraid to talk to other people in the room. Not all people are strong. Some people are weak. You know, they hide behind a big title, a big desk. I'm the boss. Don't ask me questions. To be desbragado, as they say in Spanish, you know, to take your pants down. I had a Mexican executive once told Aurelio, I said, you know what, I hate this. Why? 
because you make me feel nude. <laughs> I sit in the room and everybody's talking and I have to listen to all of them. I hate it. It's not very popular, guys. It's not easy. You have to be a strong person, not being afraid of conflict, not being afraid to look people in the eye, not being afraid to listen. It requires a special kind of a person. Special kind of a person. Requires self-discipline. But if you do it, what happens? It works. It works. What works? Let's go and see what works. And why it works. In order to manage change, you need to decide and implement. Now pay attention that this is so obvious. Not so obvious. Because I've mean, I been lecturing probably 30, 40 universities, business schools, all these honorary doctorates I get. And I look at the programs. All management education, and I've, I've probably seen 50 business schools. They all teach you only how to decide. They don't teach you how to implement. All the courses are on decision-making. Finance, accounting, uh, marketing, strategic planning, supply chain management, human resources management. How to make a good decision. Not one course how to implement. You know why? What's the mistake? The assumption is... If you make a good decision, it will be implemented. But there is a problem. We made a good decision, we will implement it. It's not true. I just was in Israel, and one guy told me, the Prime Minister of Israel, a school many years ago, they complained to him and said, but you decided, no, but you promised. He said, I promised, but they didn't promise to implement it. <laughs> I made a decision, but I didn't promise to implement it. How many times we know from personal life, we decide, I'm going to be a nice guy from now on. 20 minutes later, you forget it. I'm going to go on a diet, that's it. What happens? We don't do it. <coughs> Making a good decision is not assurance it will be implemented. As a matter of fact, guys, Look at your personal life also. Very good decisions don't get implemented. And some very lousy decisions, you know they are not good, you implement. Smoking, drinking, God knows what. Doing things you should not be doing, it, but you do it. And things you should be doing, you don't do it. Which means there are two separate factors. There are two separate factors. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the factors that will make you make a good decision are the factors that are going to undermine implementation. The factors that will cause you to make a good decision will be the reason why the implementation will not work. And the factors that will make you implement the decision well are the reasons why you will make a bad decision. I have to tell you with analogy because this is kind of a 
mind-blowing. What the hell am I talking about? Well, you know from political science, which political system is designed to make good decisions? That we have freedom of press, freedom of debate, freedom of expression, you know, freedom of congregation, political parties, debates. What is it called? Democracy. democracy. But do you realize that how difficult it is to implement things in a democracy? I personally talked to three presidents of the United States and asked them the same question. What was the most difficult part of being a president? Implementation. You have a strategy, you know what you want to do. Try to do it. <laughs> because democracy is based on freedom, legitimization of dissension. And the legitimization of dissension causes what? Implementation to be difficult. Anybody can stop it. Anybody can say, I don't like it. They start, you know, undermining and you just go like this. And which political system is based on do it or otherwise Siberia, execution, shoot you down and shut up? Dictatorship. But what happens in a dictatorship? In order to have efficient implementation, no discussion, no freedom of the press, no opposition, nothing. And what happens? They don't know what they're doing. Throughout history, just study history, all dictators eventually destroy the country. Eventually. Why? Because they don't know what they're doing anymore. They don't get information. People are afraid to tell them what's going on. They make decisions in a vacuum and take the country down the drain. So dictatorship is good for implementation, not good for decision making. Democracy good for decision making, no good for implementation. What the hell do I do? You have, it's called, in Hadith, it's called democracy. What is democracy? Democracy in decision making, dictatorship in implementation. So if you look at Hadith, we have a double structure. Executive committee, POC. POC is democracy. It's called Participative Organizational Council, which means we talk, we discuss, we listen to each other. The executive committee says, that's a decision. Whoever does not like it, buy a ticket to Latin America because I will kill you. No more discussion. Yeah. We will discuss. But I'm still the boss. You hear me? Adizes does not undermine that at the end of the day, somebody has to buy the bullet. I don't, it's not, you know, a kibbutz. Everybody discusses, anybody can veto, anybody, uh, it doesn't work that way. The boss is still the boss, but he has to listen so that he can make decisions, educated decisions, not in a vacuum. Doctors tell you, listen to your body. Listen to your body. The head has to listen to the body. Many companies, the head does not listen to the body. That's how they get into trouble. The company does not know what's going on. Management is living by what's called management by walking around. Very good, Mr. Peters. How much can you walk around? If you are a multinational company, walk around. 
If you have 30, you know, stations, walk around. That's bullshit talk, guys. Oh, we should have suggestion box so we know what's going on. Suggestion boxes are very good to collect cigarette butts. Nothing happens there. Ah, new theory. Open door policy. The door is open, come in. Have you ever seen a worker going to the office of the president to tell him what's going on? Nada. It does not work, guys. The management theory today and practice. The head is detached from the body. And what we try to do in Adizas, put the body and the head together. We also try to put the heart and the, bo- and the head together. Listen to the body. That is a poke. Listen. That is syndic. That is synthesis. You still decide. You still decide. After you listen to all of them, that's called, I, I, you know what, I'm, I believe in benevolent dictatorship. Yes, I do. That's why I like Singapore. To me, that's the best country, the best managed country today in the world. Benevolent dictatorship. I listen, I decide. And if you don't like what I decide, fire, we get somebody else. <laughs> but we are not going to have anarchy. And we are not going to have dictatorship. We do have an open system, and then the executive committee decides and implements. Open, closed. Open, closed. Democracy, dictatorship. This is not easy to do. Again, a decent methodology is not easy. It's not easy, guys. I don't want to tell you, here it is, you know, take a pill and now you have everything. It's a very sophisticated methodology. But there is a benefit. What is the benefit? The democracy creates flexibility. We listen and we are flexible. Dictatorship creates control. You want flexibility and control. You don't want only flexibility, no control. And you don't want all control, no flexibility. See, this is, if you study philosophy, it's called dualism, Hegelian dualism. It's two opposite factors working in unison. Dictatorship, democracy. Flexibility, control. Because look, when a company is young, it's going to be age, but not, chron- not chronological age, mental age, not even mental. Mental age of a company. And this is performance. When a company is young, it's very flexible. Not just a company. Any system when it's young is very flexible. A young tree, very flexible. A baby can put its foot in its mouth. A new, everything new is very flexible. What happens as you grow in age? See, when you're a baby, you put your foot in the mouth. When you get my age, you bend, you stay there for a week. I mean, that's it, right? <laughs> right? What happens to flexibility? It goes down. When you are young,
predictability of behavior, how you behave, is very low. Look at a little baby. They're very interesting, more interesting than, than television. You don't know when they're going to cry, when they're going to laugh. And they're beautiful, very exciting. Not just babies, little cats jumping all over the place, unpredictable. Little dogs jumping all over the place, unpredictable. Why are they unpredictable? Why? Hear me well, and I'm going to shout the keyword. Because self-control is low. That's why a baby has no control, and it discharges itself. You have to change the, every time. And they cannot walk. You walk, they fall. Also, little cats fall all the time. No self-control. What happens to self-control as you grow in age? What happens? Hello? It goes up. Then as you become old, what happens? You look at the old man, they don't have control over their body and their mind like a little baby. You have to put, for old people, they also put this, you know, uh, diapers. diapers. They're old. <laughs> like a little baby. Like a little baby. You have to constantly, Eduardo, this is our future, don't laugh. Eh? <laughs> Unless you eat my food. Unless you eat my food. Come eat my food, my friend. When the two curves meet, my friends, when the two curves meet, you're dead. No more flexibility, no more control. Finished. When the two curves meet the first time, not the second time, the first time, you're in the prime of your life. Why? Control flexibility. We know what we want to do, and we're in control of it. Before that, from here to here, you're growing. From here to here, you're aging. From here to here, you're dying. You're dying, you're losing control. By the way, you know that when the body starts you know, falling apart. The kidneys don't talk to the liver. The liver doesn't talk to the heart. The heart doesn't talk to the lungs. Things are falling apart, my friend. It's not aging anymore. We are going. The reason we want to do both, POC and executive committee, POC structure and organization structure, working like this, so we have flexibility and we have control, both. Our goal in this methodology is to bring the company to prime. This is prime. The reason why we have growing pain is because we are very flexible, we don't have control. The budgets are done too late. The budget for the new year are done in March, maybe not March, but July we finally finish the budget, but half of the year already passed. And the actual versus the budget is a joke, you know. Oh my God, the deviations are unbelievable because we are not in control. We look at the decisions, 
Who made the decision? I don't know what, what the hell happened. How did it happen? We are not in control. That's a growing company. Here you see, my friends, control is very high. We lost flexibility. What are we going to do next year? What we did last year was a little bit better, called Kaizen. Continuous improvement, you know, that's it. <laughs> Facelifts. In Adidas, the goal is to bring the company here. But then I want to tell you something else. These are the problems of flexibility, not enough control. These are the problems of aging, the problems of dying. Negative cash flow, we're losing control, we're losing the market, we're in deep, deep trouble. And pay attention how fast it goes down, very fast. We have problems of growing, of aging, and of dying. What do you think is the biggest problem? What is the biggest problem? It's not here, it's not here, it's not here. You know what the biggest problem is? Anybody? Here. Why? Because this is not a spot, my friend. If it will be a spot, it will be easy. These factors are incompatible. For those who know PAI, this is PE, this is AI. They are fighting. They are fighting. Flexibility and control are constantly fighting. They are incompatible factors. Because of that, this spot is not a spot. It's an area. What does it mean? It gets out of balance very fast. <laughs> when I was in high school, I saw a movie, a French movie, by the way, of a guy who was already 60 years old and never married. So they asked him, how come you never got married? He says, because at the beginning I was too young and then I was too old. Which means he was ready to get married one afternoon, you know. He was, too old. He was either too young or too old. Some companies, are, oh, they get there and pass it very fast. Pass it very fast. The trick is to get there and to stay there. How the hell do I stay there? How do I stay there? Because you get out, it is like some cars. Some of you are in the cars of business. I remember the old Jaguars. When you bought an old Jaguar, you also have to get a map of all the repair stations because you will go from one repair station to the other. Why? It was all the time getting out of whatever it's called, uh, synchronization. Constantly there to fix it. Same thing with some companies. <laughs> they get very fast out of balance. What happens? We have too much flexibility. Increase control. Oh my God, we have too much control. <laughs> then it becomes bureaucratized. Now what do we do? Here is a trick of staying in prime. Corrective action on time. We are, don't, we are too flexible. Increase control. Oh my God, too much control. Increase flexibility. Oh my God, too much control. You're constantly fixing it. Management is not make a decision and go on vacation. You constantly have to fix it. Constantly have to fix it. And the higher is the rate of change, the more fixing we have to do. All the time. Hand on the pulse. George Soros, in his book, one of the richest men on earth, they asked him what is the secret of his success. And he said, 
I identify my mistakes faster and I correct them faster. That's the secret. Some people, by the time they identify the mistake, uh, try to correct it now. The horse has left the barn. Go catch it. And by the, time, for, by the time they decide how to correct it, there is another problem already. This is outdated solution. They get into trouble. What we try to do in Adidas is by creating this double system. Double system. I call it cybernetic system. It's not linear. It is linear and circular, like the globe. The management theory that is today, the legacy system, is flat earth theory and practice. Flat earth. They don't realize it's circular. The bosses, top down telling people what to do. Bottom up does not work. We are creating a globe. That's a new paradigm of management. This is a new paradigm of management. Top down and listen bottom up. Top down, listen bottom up. See, that's why I call it cybernetic. The energy is flowing. The energy is flowing in a correct way. Democracy, dictatorship. Democracy, dictatorship. I listen, but I decide. I don't run out of control. I'm flexible by listening, but I'm in control. And they have to be in balance. That's why we have, you should have repetitive syntax. Every year, on the anniversary of the last syntax, a new syntax. Why? 12 months have passed by. 12 months have passed by. Since then, a lot of things have changed. But by the way, you do that with your car. Every 6,000 miles, you take it to the garage for a checkup. You do it with your body. Every year, you go back for an annual checkup. Why doesn't your company need an annual checkup? The company also needs an annual checkup. Things have happened. That's the syndrome. And then immediately after that, there's other phases, which I'll talk about it tomorrow, why the phases are organized the way they are, so you know what we are doing. Well, next. So we need both. You see that? We need both. Democracy and dictatorship. Both. Which is not easy. Again, nothing is easy. Because when you establish democracy, that people believe you gave them the right to veto your decisions. How come you're doing that? We already said that. Why are you doing that? No, 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 no. I hear you, but I tell you what to do. You see the difference, please. I'm open, but I'm also closed. I'm listening, but I'm decisive. But I would like you to know something. There are not too many people who can do that. Too difficult. Too difficult. You're looking for a schizophrenic manager. So what do you need? A complementary team. You see that? You need a, by the way, I'm telling you nothing you don't know. Look at the marriage. There is a masculine energy and there is a feminine energy. The feminine energy is AI, listening, making a house a home, open, 
and the masculine energy. Do it or I kick your ass. That's the end of the story. I don't want to hear anymore. By the way, I'm not talking about sex. <laughs> the female can be the masculine energy and the man can be the man. I'm not talking about sex at all. I'm talking about energies. Ying yang energies. You need both. We know that. It's difficult to raise a child single parent, isn't it? I cannot be a mother and a father at the same time. If I'm a woman raising a child alone, I say, this kid needs a man in the house. And if I'm a man raising a child alone, I say, this kid needs a mother, you know? I cannot be both. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot raise a company alone either. You cannot be a father and a mother at the same time. You need a complementary team. You need a complementary team. <laughs> if you're a startup company, I tell the startup founder of the company, get yourself a fantastic secretary to keep your ship together. Because as you are flying around, flexible, chasing clients, somebody has to keep order or you're going to fall into trouble. By the way, what happens to the founder when that happens? Ladies, listen carefully. He's very busy, killing himself, working 16 hours a day. When he comes home, his eyes are out to lunch, thinking about problems, inventory, clients, payable, receivables. Oh, my God. And his wife starts nagging him. When are we going to go out? Will you never pay attention to your family anymore? You don't care for me anymore. Same thing in reverse. A woman gives birth. She's tired. She's exhausted. The stupid husband comes home and says, Ever since you have a baby, you don't care for me anymore. You don't care for me. You know, you, you only used me as a stud, and now only the kid exists. I am nobody in this house. And if you force the woman to make a choice, the baby or the husband, whom does she choose? The baby. The same thing in the other example. The founder, man, comes home exhausted. And she wants to fool around. Ever since you have a company, you don't have, you don't love me anymore, you don't care for me anymore. Now he has a choice. The company or the wife, whom does he choose? Company. The company. And whom does he marry? The secretary. <laughs> you know why? Because she's the real mother of that baby. And what is the baby? The company. You know, many wives, ladies, believe that the company is a mistress competing with me. It's not a mistress. It's a baby. He gave birth. All his life is that baby. And who is raising that baby together with him? Real mother. The secretary. The wife is a nagging endless enough. Thank you very much. You need a complementary team. You need a complementary team. 
By the way, what does a smart wife do when he comes home and she just had a baby? Come on, it's not just my baby, it's your baby too. Come and wash it a little bit. Come and tell him a story. Play with it. It's our baby. What should you do with your company? It's our company. Get her involved. Get her involved. Otherwise, you will have the company and no family. What are we talking about, guys? We're talking about integration. Do you realize all the time I'm talking about integration? Family integration, personal integration, company integration. That's all we are talking about. That's why this methodology is applications in family life. Again, not easy. Not easy. Requires a lot of self-discipline. But also we give you the tools. So let me continue. Three minutes? Good. Should have the bell. Where is the bell? We need a complementary team. Complementary team is multiple angles, guys, not one angle. First of all, uncertainty. I cannot see everything. I need others to look at different angles. This is a PAI model. I'm not going to lecture PAI. I'm not going to lecture about mismanagement styles. All I'm telling you is, if you try to make all decisions by yourself, you will make a mistake. Because you cannot see everything. There is uncertainty. As a matter of fact, you will go to somebody whom you respect. And what does it mean? You will respect somebody you can learn from. You will go to somebody who says, George, what do you think we should do? Here's my problem. What do you think? And what I'm looking for? Show me where are the holes in my argument. Right? I'm looking for somebody. If, if George says, I agree with you, everything is fine. Wrong guy. I'm looking for somebody who is going to show me where are the holes in my argument. So we need a complementary team. Many years ago, I read a book called Seven Arrows about American Indians when a kid was going to become a member of the tribe because he's mature. They will have a ritual. At the end of the ritual, they will give him a name. And depending on the name of an animal, that reflected his personality. If he was called an eagle, the red eagle of the prairie, something. It means he was up there in the sky, could see the horizon, but the feet are not on the ground. Flying all over the place. That's our big E in the disease methodology. The arsonist, you know. Feet are not on the ground. Or it could be called the field rat. All the time working, 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 working. You know, doesn't see very far. Constantly working. That's our P. That's our lone ranger. Or it could be a buffalo. Does not move. Very hard to change. But once he changes, you better get out of the way. He will run you over. That's our A. Or it could be fish. Adapting to the stream, you know, all the time. Peser Havonada, you know? That's our I. 
What do we need? Complementary team. Because the eagle does not see what the rat sees. And the rat doesn't see what the eagle sees. And the A says, what the hell are you guys doing? You're going to ruin the whole goddamn thing. I can see the details. And the I says, guys, let's work together. Let's listen to each other. We need a complementary team. And by the way, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Ladies, you never heard my lecture. I'm describing a marriage. A marriage is a complementary team. You don't marry somebody who is like you. You marry your complementary team. If you're... But this is methodology, I have to shut up, break. Let's go, continue. Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today.